Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. <laughs> you can always tell when it's a Sixers night because uh, Amirati's just off the page. He's off the page. Off Slick the page. Rick. Uh, Let me see those shoes. Off the page. Oh, oh, I, I, oh. <laughs> hey, I'm David, not ready David. for that. Yeah. When, I saw, when, I, when he opened the door for me when I came in and I saw those shoes, I said, those shoes got the blues. <laughs> Sound like the Look <laughs> like the like blues. The blues. <laughs> look, at those. Lock, look at those. Lock it those down, babies. Big D. Holy look at those babies. Holy huh? Look at those Rock babies. And roll. And, you know, he's Woo. got them done at Earl Scheib. Ninety-nine, ninety-five, pop coat, Paul. Oh, man, Slick Rick on fire tonight. Woo. Sixers are playing. Yeah, so he's losing all, already. He's, see, he's all fired up. <laughs> We're getting ready for the show. He's all fired up over there. Just out of control. But you look good. You <laughs> always look day. good. So Magnificent. Slick Rick's going to do sports. Geo Fran holding it down. Paul Nolan's here with the news. Rick Delgado's here. Mr. Nolan, how are you? The Spend some time outside, you, uh, did you, today? <laughs> you ever have one of those days when you get to work and you just don't really feel like being there? Yeah. <laughs> I don't Let's consider go this. to Delgado. That's what three days in a row does to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I'm not a machine. Oh. Hey. hey. This is the guy married to the oil well. He just sits around with <laughs> his hair all day. He's getting his feet massaged. Manny yeah. um, Petty all day. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Delgado, how are you? Uh, well, I'm not I'm not quite the bee's knees that Rick Amorati is <laughs> well, tonight. But, uh, you know, yeah. I'm all right. No. I'm enjoying the uh, the sky screaming of oh. the of the left over it's the magnificent. Oh my! And most of them look like I don't know. Nobody would ever put you in a position to have an abortion. So what are you what are you making such a big deal about? Well, it is amazing how much. Um, what's the word? I guess biological clarity we all of a sudden have. Have, have you noticed <laughs> oh, yeah. that? Well, it's fascinating. Very clear on who's what and what can do, who can do what. All of a sudden, it's like just. Very, we have lots of clarity. It's like the army of the homely. <laughs> You're never getting a date, so don't worry about it. I have a good better chance to get pregnant than you do, so just relax. Well, not according to, the, and by the way, not according to the governor of California today, who said, uh, who's made a definitive statement that, believe it or not, men can't get pregnant. He said, get out of here. I, mean, I swear. Oh. 
Have they, but have they followed the science? I don't know if he knows what a woman is, but I, I think he does. I think there's a lot of clarity in all these people all of a sudden. Have they burned down his governor's mansion yet because he said that? My goodness, it's, it's, it's a betrayal. But don't worry, the MAGA, MAGA or, or as he continued to call it, MEGA, <laughs> the MEGA group <laughs> the is mega. really the most radical um, well, organization. Yeah. I, don't know what organi- I don't know what he's talking about. As far as an organization, like Antifa would be an organization. And, and they're, I don't, pre- they're, they're pretty uh, intense. Yeah, mm-hmm. they yeah, would qualify. Her, but no, uh, no, 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 no. Mega, the mega organization, they're really the... Um, right, all the people who are at work busting it from nine to five and catching a few bucks for a second job. Right, they are so radical. So we'll get to that today. I was... Wasn't heavily tweeting. I think I put up a couple of tweets during during the old fool in front of the microphone this morning. He was supposed to talk at two. They moved it back to about eleven, ten thirty, eleven, because of course at two he we had the Federal Reserve decision, which yeah. um, I had somebody write me on Getter. I, I forget the gentleman's name, but he said, uh, "Big D, I f- I watched the Fed today. Yikes!" And I said. Why yikes? Because um, the Fed raised the federal funds rate by 50 basis points, half a percent, which was exactly what we expected. Now, there was some talk that they'd go 75, and that would really throw in a wrench into everything. But um, listen, the Fed is behind the eight ball. Inflation is running rampant because of this administration, because of the Fed, because of loose money we've had for a very long time. And I've said it before, I'll say it again, if we're being fair, it did start before Biden, but he has, he's responsible for the majority of it. And this line he keeps giving us on how he's cutting the deficit is, is so intellectually dishonest, it, it's scary. We'll go through those numbers in a second as well. But I don't think you can ask for a better Fed, um, and I'm being serious, I don't think you could have asked for it to go better than it did. It's not a joke. This is not a joke. It's not hyperbole. It went as well as you could expect if you're in the market. If you have money in the market, you have to be happy today. Not happy with, no one's happy with inflation. But you have to be happy that the Fed did what they said they were going to do, took the things off the table to give, some secure, to give some security to the market, basically took the big flashlight and, and, and put it way out in the road for you so you can see what's coming, is what they did. 50 basis points today, 50 basis points at the next meeting. Then you, have a, then you have a month off, and they'll have a whole lot more information by then. So at that point, do you do 50 again? Possible. Could go to easily go to 25, back to 25. And you saw what happened in the market. Yeah, the market loves certainty. Steve Leisman asked, is a bigger than half of a basis point on the table? And he absolutely said, no, it's not even being considered. The moment he said that, the market rallied 900 points. Every risk on asset rallied. Everything rallied because they got what they wanted, that there wasn't going to be a rug pull, that he wasn't going to come way out of left field. And like it's like cracking, you know, it's like breaking eggs with a hammer. It's not too delicate what the Fed's tools are here. So as soon as he took that off the table, everything rallied. And by doesn't mean by any means that we're out of the woods or recession is still not on the table because I'd say the percentages are greater than 50-50 that recession is on the table. We've already had one negative print. Now, a lot of that has to do with um, trade deficit, which, by the way, today's news is not going to help that as the trade deficit widened last month, we found out today. But uh, I don't, you can't ask 
for the Fed meeting to go smoother, to get more clarity on where they think they are with inflation. CPI comes out next week. It'll be interesting to see if that has an eight still in front of it or a seven. I heard even some people say, could it have a high six? I don't know about that. But the Fed did what he had to do today. Is it enough to keep us out of recession? We'll, we'll see. Uh, but Biden this morning is a joke. I mean, an absolute joke in this speech he gave on, on so many levels. But let's just start cut one, G, and let's go over the numbers. Roll that. This week, my administration released a new information that contains that we're on track to cut the federal deficit by another another $1.5 trillion by the end of this fiscal year. <laughs> the biggest decline in a single year ever in American history. Oh, I wonder why. The biggest decline on top of us having a $350 billion drop in the deficit last year, my first year as president. We also learned that for the first time since 2016, like the Treasury South Department Park. is planning to pay down the national <laughs> debt issued to the public this quarter. And for all the talk the Republicans make about deficits, it didn't happen a single quarter under my predecessor. Okay, so let's just Not stop it up to uh, here. So let's just, let's be clear. He has he has signed three main bills: the American Rescue Plan, 1.9 trillion dollar cost; the Infrastructure Bill, 250 billion dollar net cost; and the March Omnibus Bill approximately $200 billion cost. He has not cut anything. The two, 2022 deficit is projected to be 40% higher than before the pandemic. I don't know what this math he's trying to get by with, or he just thinks people are just going to buy it, or he thinks people don't understand expiration of... of um, of spending that hasn't been spent and how that falls off the, I, I, I don't know what he's, who's telling him he can get by with this and maybe he can with some people, but this is just pure nonsense that he's cut the deficit. 1.9 trillion, 250 billion, 200 billion. If you use the 2021 deficit as a starting point, $1.9 trillion American Rescue Plan pushed that deficit up in 2021. So you can't inflate the starting level and then take credit for reducing it when the you didn't spend the money that was allocated from the pandemic. So it's just pure nonsense. Actually, they can, Damon. They do it all the time. <laughs> oh, yeah, Either that or they're just right. They just followed up this story with guaranteed facts. Right. But they just write it for him and they know he's just going to read it. He, he doesn't understand. He probably doesn't understand it. It is like, just what, what, what's going on? Oh, oh these are the, oh, it's good, right? Oh, okay, good. Uh, that's the way it is. The guy, the guy doesn't, he struggles to have a sentence complete. Well, the sentences that he does have complete, he tries to, um, not one time, not one time, he tries to give you this show to kind of draw your attention away from the actual, what he's actually saying in these numbers, which are phony baloney. Utter phony baloney made up, not nowhere near the truth Gee, of how these language. numbers actually work. <laughs> 
That's like a, a language. Rick, that's a Rick Amorati saying. Phony baloney. Yeah. Okay. Good gravy. <laughs> show. All right, continue, Jake. Go ahead. Once. The bottom line is the deficit went up every year under my predecessor before the pandemic and during the pandemic. And it's gone down both years since I've been here. Period. That's, <laughs> they're the facts. And why is it important? See, like that. Because bringing down the deficit is one way to ease inflationary pressures in an economy where a consequence of a war and gas prices and oil and food and it all, it's, it's a different world right this moment because of Ukraine and Russia. We reduce federal borrowing and uh, we help combat inflation. This process is a great deal, uh, is good news, but it didn't happen by itself. Uh, it, it, the previous administration increased the deficit every year it was in office, in part because of its reckless $2 trillion tax cut. Now you're tired of hearing me saying but that, but a $2 trillion tax cut that was not paid for, was not paid for. And a tax cut that largely benefited the biggest corporations, 55 of which earned $40 billion in profits and paid not a single penny in income tax in 2020. Again, such an America oversimplification of something uh, that most people don't understand. They just hear him say that and they go, my God, I can't believe that. Mm -hmm. And it is so absolutely misleading in what he says when he talks about taxes, corporations, when he demifies uh, the 1%, the, the, he lies about the 400000 not paying any a penny, and doesn't mention inflation. He just con consistently lies through his false teeth that he can't keep in his mouth. Over and over today. Go ahead. Like the billionaires who on average pay just 8% in federal taxes. The previous administration not only ballooned the deficit, it undermined the watchdogs, the inspector generals, whose job it was oh, to keep the please. pandemic relief funds from being wasted. Remember, at the time, I kept saying, they're going to fire this the inspector generals. Well, they fired the inspector general. That and in my administration, those watchdogs are back. The Justice Department has a chief prosecutor for pandemic fraud who's going to go after the criminals who stole billions, billions in relief money meant for small businesses and American families, but never got to them, got in the pockets of criminals. Okay, I mean, like the Biden family. Criminals in, in <laughs> The Democrats are fiscally responsible, don't you know, all of a sudden. All right, more on this, just getting started on a Wednesday, live from Studio 6B. Studio 6B on a Wednesday night. Paul Nolan's going to do some news. Rick Delgado's here. Good uh, good feedback from here. What even is that last night? Oh, yeah? Yes, very good. Geofran holding it down as always. Uh, Slick Rick, it's time. Brought to you by our friends at MyPillow, MyPillow.com. Looking for Mother's Day. You want to get some mom something nice? Maybe a new set of sheets. Maybe a new pillow. A uh, new set of slippers. 50% off this week, I believe, on the slippers. Uh, head to MyPillow.com slash LFS6B, and you can use that code LFS6B at checkout for a um, pretty nice discount. People always write me, thank you so much. Don't thank me, thank Mike Lindell. He's the one giving it to you. 
We just pass it along. LFS 6 Beats is a great way to support the show, and we thank you all for those of you who continue to do that. Uh, let's do some sports here at Slick Rick, the man in the blue shoes tonight. Looking forward to getting an update on that Sixers game. What's going on, Slick Rick? Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> I have to. Well, the heat is on and the, heat, and the Sixers are getting cooked again. <laughs> it's uh, 46 to 38 with about six and a half to go in the second. Hoping for a miracle. But Joel Embiid sitting home on his couch with his orbital fracture and uh, minor concussion. Uh, we're not going to see any hope for the Sixers until maybe <laughs> Friday night. Slick Rick's going to have a minor concussion by the time he leaves the studio tonight. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Banging his head against easy. the wall. <laughs> it's not. And look, I root for the Cincinnati Reds, so it's been bad all over. What's the score you have now? Um, sorry, Paul? I'm sorry. The score What's the said? score you have right oh, now? I, right now it's 46-38, the Heater in command, and they're That's home. That's not so. terrible. Right? Yeah, no, well, they eight points. Back. That's nothing. It's nothing. All right. Well, we'll see. And uh, we got Dallas at Phoenix. Another good game. Footprint Center in Phoenix. Suns lead that series 1-0. That's a 10 p.m. tip tonight. Last night, good game. The uh, Celtics 109-86 over the Bucks. Even that series at one. Game three will be 3-30 on Saturday. Get a little bit of a break there. Sixers could have used one of those. Uh, game two also out west, the FedEx Forum. Memphis and Golden State last night. Big D. Memphis, 106-101. Series tied. And John Moran has a message for you, Big D. How you like me now? 47 points the kid had put up last night. He's a, he's a good-looking ball player. Well, I, boy. I'm the one who's motivated him. What are you talking boy, about? I know. I'm saying that. He's okay. How you like me now, Big D? Yeah, I know. Absolutely. You set the you set the ball for him uh, a couple of days ago. You called him out. Kid's getting it done. He has responded. Unbelievable. And uh, let's go to the NHL. Fantastic game. For those that could stay up last night, the game lasted almost till midnight in New York Eastern time. Penguins over Ugh. the Rangers, 4-3, to three, triple, counted, triple overtime. Unbelievable game. Uh, I know Paul was tuning in. I Where stayed I come up late. From, that's called free hockey. Evgeny Malkin with the tip, Paul, in the third period. Oof. That Ranger goal, he's sunken. He, he played out of his mind, Sisterkin. He, he, uh, yeah. 79 saves. Kid was unbelievable. Yeah, Lights he was, out. He's a cat. He basically played two games. Yep, lights yeah, out. You know, and the Penguin goalie went down with cramps. They had to bring in the third stringer. The first stringer couldn't play in the series. Second stringer, uh, Christian DeSmith, played great. The has cramps, yeah. couldn't finish. And next thing you know, Demon, uh, yeah, Louis yeah. Domingue comes he in, was, and he hasn't played uh, in a long time and made all 17 stops. And the kid said before the game, he didn't think he was going to play. He had spicy beef and broccoli about an hour before the game, and Unbelievable. So, uh, I, guess, I guess he was able to clear the crease with that a new pregame afterwards. <laughs> it's one way to keep the guys away from the goal. That's yeah, it, no big day. That's it. And, uh, Burritos. So, we got game uh, game two, much anticipated in the garden tomorrow night. They're going to be looking forward to that. Capitals 4-2 over the Panthers. Kind of an upset there. Panthers were a President's Trophy winner and big favorite, but uh, they fell at home at the FLA Florida Live Arena. Uh, game two will be tomorrow night at 7.30. And uh, we got the the Predators got smoked by the Avalanche. I think the Avalanche are going to be a tough out, boy. Colorado looks fantastic. They beat them 7-2. to Game wasn't even close. And last but not least, shut out, out, out up north there with the Flames. Flames over the Stars. One zip in the Scotiabank uh, Saddle Dome last night as well. So, good stuff. Uh, and uh, we'll have some games tonight. I will report on that. Actually, one game in action. Big D before I wrap sports. Uh... Right now, the Hurricanes are blowing out the Bruins. It's 3 nothing with about 17 minutes to go in the second. Three goals, uh, we'll see what happens. But uh, the Hurricanes looking to take a commanding 2-0 lead as they beat the Bruins on uh, Monday night's opener. And that's a wrap in Sports Big D. I took enough time. Okay, very good, Slick Rick. Let's do some news. News is brought to you by our friends at Seven Cells. I have to get some more information on their new skincare line. Seven Cells, uh, spelled out seven, S-E-V-E-N, sevencells.com. Uh, and, of course, they've also got ivermectin. They've got, um, well, anything you need for, obviously, um, 
COVID or the flu or whatever. And now new uh, skin uh, care line. Uh, you can check that out, 7cells.com. Again, our code LFS6B. Great way to support them. Great way to support the show. And we thank you for those of you who continue to do so. What's going yeah. on, Mr. Nolan? Well, um, I just want to know, you can catch me on Getter. I'm pretty active there. I'm over to 5,300 people. I'm very proud of that. That's five times what I had on Twitter. At Papa Nolan. At Papa Nolan, P-O-P-P-A-N-O-L-A-N. I love it when you call me Big Papa. Uh, this just in, Philadelphia is down 3851. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yes, um, they are. Hey, uh. <laughs> uh, but, guys, there's a shocking story from Just the News. The Center for Disease Control and Prevention reportedly bought access the location data from tens of millions of phones in the U.S. to analyze compliance with curfews, track patterns, mm. uh, check in on people visiting K-12 schools, and monitor the effectiveness oh. of the agency policy Dang, this, in the uh, Navajo Nation. Supreme mm. Court ruling. It's privacy, privacy, mm. privacy. We're all about privacy, don't well, you know? Oh, they, sure. Well, of course. They, they I think care. they're in surveillance, they, if you they, ask me. They care. Uh, the plan is being reported by Motherboard based on the CDC documents the Tech News website obtained. The document also shows... The agency used COVID-19 as a reason to buy access to data more quickly, but intended to use it for more general purposes, of course. Uh, a phone location data can show where a person lives, works, and where they went, according to Vice. Vice also reports the type of data CDC bought was aggregated, meaning it was designed to follow trends that emerge from the movements of groups of people. However, researchers and other critics of the agency's plan say such data can be used to track specific people as well. Uh, the agency paid 420,000 balloons uh, for the data with uh, no regard whatsoever for your privacy and any decency or any scruples whatsoever. So I am clearly on another list. Privacy hmm. rights. Privacy rights. We've heard it now all week. Privacy rights. Ooh, privacy rights. Privacy rights. Again, these, these are not serious people. They're just liars. They just lie. My body, my choice, lie. Women's rights, lie. Privacy, lie. All they know how to do is lie. And have you ever seen a group of people more into killing uh, babies than this group? They're going to, I mean, their thirst for killing. I mean, they'll kill a cop in a riot in the effort to continue to kill babies. They're right. serious about their killing. I mean, it, it, it's, I, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, they and the hypocrisy doesn't end. Um, I mean, my question is the CDC. Who who authorizes? I mean, that sh that should be something that the Republicans in Congress should be up in arms about. Yeah, but I thought the Republicans don't care about our freedoms because of Roe v. Wade. Did, did I have that wrong? Well, ending lockdowns or ending mask mandates, stopping forced vaccines, right? I mean, why would the Republic? See, you know, the hypocrisy doesn't end. Um, but they are, they are, there's a fight back. There's, a, there's no way they're going to, you know. It'd be, it'd be interesting to see who, who decided, this, you know what, this, this, story this is, is not a good idea. Let, let, let's, let's start to spy on people and, and compile a list so we can track them. Uh, who gave them that authority? I thought mm -hmm. they, were, they were working on, like, uh, uh, viruses and bugs and, you know, yeah, medicine. well, you've got a lot of Obamaites still around, so any one of them could have given the green light because they're used to doing that, usually with the IRS, but who knows? Could have been any one of them. Yeah. By the way, let's let's mention. I haven't had time to go through it, and I haven't seen enough uh, research into it to really start to talk about it. Other than Dr. Naomi Wolf this morning on Steve Bannon, but let's not let's not lose track of the Pfizer documents that have dropped. Oh yeah, yeah. Because there I is there is 
That's just damning. It is quite unbelievable what we know so far in the little that I've been able to find. Uh, no one I, I trust has dropped any significant uh, Dr. data Malone. that's Dr. really Malone gone seems through it. To be, right? Hasn't Dr. Malone started to break have, it down? I mean, I haven't seen anything. Okay. I, I, Niam, uh, Dr. Wolf on with Steve Bannon is probably the most comprehensive thing I've seen. They did about nine minutes. Yeah, she nailed it. On, on pregnant women. Mm-hmm. Uh, on how what, 40, they, 42 rats, right? 42 rats they studied. That's it. In, yeah. in, they over 44 tested, days. They tested no actual humans. And, and well over uh, almost 2 million, I think, adverse, uh, yeah. adverse events I have that, were, numbers, yeah. that were reported that they know about. So we have not forgotten about that. We will get to it. We will not be distracted from it, from all of this other noise that's going on. Live from Studio 6B on a Wednesday. Hi, live from Studio 6B on a Wednesday night. Let's do some more news since we only got to about one story there. But um, just finishing that thought, uh, we will not lose track of these Pfizer documents. And as soon as I have more or feel comfortable talking about it, um, we'll get into it because there's a lot there. 28,000 uh, pages of documents or so. They're all on this website. But, man, it's hard to even think about where to start to go through it. It's overwhelming. But we'll, we'll follow Dr. McCullough, Dr. Corey, Dr. Malone, some of the other you know, great people who have kept up on this, who write truthfully about it, who have been demagogued and, you know, uh, someone I'm sure Horowitz, somebody will do a deep dive into the high, into the top level numbers that we need to know about. But just the pregnant women stuff alone is just frightening. They knew the efficacy rate was 12%, not 94, 5, 6% like Walensky was telling us. 12%. And after like four days, it went to 1%. I read in the little that I was able to find. In the, in the, they knew it wasn't safe for pregnant women. They knew it. They wrote it. They knew it. They highlighted it. And of course, they came out and, 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 and promoted it to pregnant women. How safe it was and how they need to get it. Sickening. These people should all end up in jail. But they won't. They're above the law. Remember, there's two sets of laws. Uh, it's, it's stunning with the, with the CDC is like really cloaked with Pfizer. And, you know, and, and the other thing about that was the people who were on that board studying this were all heavily invested or worked for Pfizer or Moderna. You can't make this up. By the way, somebody says, Damon, you're wrong. They did test the vaccine on actual humans. It was the American people. Good point. Yeah. yeah, that was my post today. The the mass cult and the and the vaccine lovers, they're they're the test group. And and the the testing continues. Yeah. And if you think this incredible consolidation of wealth, this test run as I see it, this I, I just see this as a test run. For COVID twenty one. COVID twenty three. The yeah. bubonic plague. I mean, th- th- if you can make something this heinous in a lab. You could do it again, especially when you see how the model worked and the, and the morons bought it and the social media's powers did what it's bought and the wrap-up smears on every story and anybody who talked about it was completely hammered down and vilified. I mean, it was a success. 
a result, a, 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 an incredible success for the psychopathic elite. All right, here, here I'm going to go a little crazy. No, go for um, it. <laughs> Great, Damon, hang tight. It'll only take a few moments. Let me go to see, the bathroom now. You see, uh, and I don't think the COVID nineteen was anything special. I think it was a flu variant. This is my opinion. This is a flu variant because what happened to the flu numbers? They disappeared. Kaiser Sose, they disappeared, gone. All of a sudden, the flu was gone. Well, there's, there's and everybody also, had COVID-19. But there's also a ton of reports saying that this really was just another it's just version another of the flu. flu. So, so, and what they did was they packaged it a certain way. They sold it. And, and now what you're seeing is pe- all these people that took this drug, because as Damon pointed out, 1%, um, they've damaged themselves. Yeah. Did you see the, the average person who's taking this drug, this injection? Is now they've, they've their white blood cell count is reduced by as much as forty percent. Yeah, wow. That was the actual. No. I think I think that was the actual goal. Yeah, but of course that this. I mean, obviously, COVID nineteen was a thing. It wasn't right. just it, a it, flu. It was a man made, impossible to deny at this point, man made version of the flu. Right. That attached. That had the ability to cling, to you know, lung cells or whatever. But okay. if they actually... Well, I don't want to get kicked off the air right. for going too far with this, right. but... I hear you. Um, I, just, I just think this was an, uh, a test run. I, can't, I just can't see them not trying to profit off it again. If they can make it once, they can make it again. It's my own. Yeah. Uh, so. Speaking of this, um, Andrew Boston, uh, another MD that I followed throughout this, says, finally, we have evidence how Pfizer came to calculate a 95% vaccine efficacy. Real efficacy was like 19% with a very bad side effect profile up to 0.8% severe side effects, as now reported by German hospital study. As we know from published study, the vaccine arms suffered from 0.12.1% and plus 36.1% more systemic adverse events, side effects, than the placebo group. These side effects are indistinguishable from COVID-19 in most cases. The following document just released in the latest Pfizer batch shows that Pfizer did not test patients for COVID-19 unless the investigators suspected COVID-19 and not vaccine side effects. So it is likely that they would have almost never tested but classified them as vaccine reactions. Pfizer reported these side effects as unconfirmed COVID-19 in the just released documents here we can see the suspected COVID-19 was reported in 1,595 vaccine recipients and 1,816 placebo recipients based on these numbers VE is about 12 percent of course in reality one must include the confirmed COVID-19 cases as well which would yield about 19 percent so overall we have strong reason to believe that the vaccine might be just 19 percent effective in preventing COVID-19. A recent study from German's top hospital revealed that about 0.8% of vaccinated suffered severe long-term side effects. Eight in 1,000 vaccinated are fighting against severe side effects. So it becomes quite clear that the cost-benefit overall uh, very likely there, given the fairly large chance of severe side effects compared to other vaccines. But just a little bit. Yeah, and there's another one, Sonia Elijah did a study, it was very similar to that, that said the um, efficacy was about 12%, according to her studies, among 3,400 uh, in 10 total cases. So, 
I, I think we're going to see a lot more of this dissected and broken down. So, yeah, um, unfortunately, it takes so long. That's that's the worst part about it is that for the truth to come out, it takes so long. Like I remember Paul and I were talking about this story from uh, back last year. We never got to it. We never got around to it. How Australia had to stop their vaccine uh, program. Because too many people were developing, they had the early stages of HIV. It's like, what? what wait, what? Yeah. It, it's it, the drug they were giving people was so damaging, it was destroying their immune system. Which, lo and behold, guess what we're seeing now? Yeah, we're seeing people just endlessly it's, sick four or five times with this variant, yeah. and one after the other. It, it, it's well, what even watching a horror movie. It's just it's purely psychotic. There's just no other way around it. And again, it's crazy to even think about. But uh, the the stories are out there. I mean, people. You know, we've seen them. We've read them. And it's, and you know, to look back on the '70s on how quickly they pulled a vaccine because they had a few people have reactions or a couple deaths. A couple of deaths. We're talking thousands of deaths. Was it and they 25 still didn't pull it twenty-five for the for the SARS? Yeah, twenty-five. Uh, twenty-five, and they they pulled it. I just, I mean, to me, I know they, they, they're protected, protected from being sued, but somebody's got to just find a way to battle through that. Um, anyway, moving on from that, I don't know if you, uh, Justin News is also reporting the computer repairman received Hunter Biden's laptop, sues CNN, Politico, the Daily Beast, and Little Shifty Schiff. Uh, the Delaware repairman who says he was first to give the contents of Hunter Biden's laptop to the FBI has filed a multi-million dollar defamation lawsuit against several news outlets including Adam Schiff. Uh, the, the suit was filed Tuesday in a circuit court in Montgomery County, Maryland. The plaintiff, John Paul Mac Isaac, the former owner of the electronic repair shop where the laptop was purportedly dropped off for repairs. Um, Mac says he's fighting back after being targeted for harassment, big tech, the mainstream media, and various supporters of the Biden family for about two years. The media outlets also, as we said, CNN, Politico, and the Daily Beast. Politico, as you know, is the one who leaked the SCOTUS story, which, again, um, they'll leak that, but they won't reveal the contents of, a, you know, of the president's son and all his psychopathic behavior and criminal activity. Uh, the 45-year-old who lost his business in the wake of the scandal became the legal owner of the laptop after Hunter... Biden allegedly dropped it off at his store in April uh, 2019, never re- returned for it. He never returned for it, and his password was Hunter1. Um, brilliant. This is, this, is, this is the smartest guy that Joe Biden knows, which tells you the company he keeps. Um, Giuliani, in turn, uh, he received the computer, and he put a, a, a copy of it to the Post, who was then, as we all know, right? They were blacklisted and, mm-hmm. and and shunned as the powers that be did not want it anywhere to be found. So let's hope the Ministry of Truth stops nonsense <laughs> like, <laughs> nonsense like yeah, this. Yeah, of course. Let's hope. Uh, by the way, Rick, to your point, and I don't think it's going too far. I tweeted this just the other day when I saw this Dr. McCullough um, in an interview. Oh, let me, uh, hold on. Let me think I could get this ready for uh, airing. I've only done this now for six years. Um, McCullough said spike protein illness emerging cardiac, neurological, immunological, and hematologic are likely due to cumulative loading from all the shots. For example, mandated one, two, get CURI, then three. These are progressively loading the body with Wuhan wild type spike protein driving what we're now seeing in disease. And I tweeted, on the live from Studio 6B page, didn't have to happen. And I really feel like people are going to look back 
as the years progress and have such regret over taking all these unknown shots. You're seeing doctors now posting pictures of 15-year-olds, 16-year-old boys, kids took these shots, coming in now with unexplained rashes all over their body. Won't go away. Can't figure it out. Well, I, I think you could figure it out, but you don't want to look in that and say, it's horrifying for a parent. You made this decision thinking it was, you know, you're getting all these commercials slammed on you from all these doctors going, oh, my kids are vaccinated. No, it's safe. I'm vaxxed to the max. We see them in New York constantly all day long. No, it's disgusting. It's just just a parade of government officials and, you know, targeting, uh, you know, parents. Oh, you know, I wouldn't take my kid. So I called my doctor. My doctor said her kids are are vaccinated. So that was good enough for me. Yeah. Well, then get another doctor. Get a second opinion because that one's a dope. You know, but I hate to say this because we I know I have friends who were in this boat. And I mean, of course, every. All these parents want what's best for the kid. They're scared. They don't want them to catch it. They don't understand what's going to happen. They think, well, what if he's the one kid who's got a, has a terrible time with it? They don't want it. So they, they make this decision, and they got these doctors pressing them, these commercials pressing them, other people who are not doing research pressing them. you got to do it. You know, your kids aren't vaccinated yet. You make this decision, and now your kid's, you know, hopefully not for life, rattled with all of these you know. things, problems. I said to my wife oh. today that after reading about the study, I, we, you know, we, she's been putting a lot of effort into understanding her and my friend Jess as well. Um, you know, I just turned to her. I'm like, I can't stop thinking. So I've, my, you know, I shouldn't say this, but my son wouldn't take it. Um, my two daughters did take it because they wanted to be in school. They didn't want to miss school. My daughter was the vice president of a sorority. She's got... Dean's list. She's really smart, really outgoing, really fun kid. And she's having a great time. And she said, Dad, there's no way I'm ending all this. You know, my, my big from last year loves me. She's got a huge job right now and, you know, uh, doing human resources. And that's the path she wants to go. And, um, yeah, she's in the, you know, she's just living a life. And she's like, I'm doing it. I'm no, I'm on, I'm not, I don't care. I just want to, I don't want anything stopping me from, you know, having fun with my friends and going forward. And, uh, you know, I tried to talk her out of it, but she's a grown woman now, especially she's always been very strong mentally and mature. And, and I, you know, I'm, I'm just hoping this is not across all backs. I knew better. And I wasn't strong enough to say, no, you know, well, get out of that school. You know, I, I'm just hoping because she's been sick. My little one has been very healthy through all, all of it, but my uh, middle one's been really sick a lot. We're back. Studio 6B on a Wednesday night. Glad you're in. A lot more to do. we got a crazy town coming up. Biden didn't just make a fool of himself this morning talking about um, mysterious math that no one <laughs> understands. But he welcomed, te- well, it says Team USA. So what Team USA, G? Was this like Olympic team? Was this yep. was a Okay. So Team USA came to the White House today, and Biden found a way to screw that up, of course, make him look like a fool, which he's done his entire life. 
Did he talk about the time he long jumped 87 feet? Uh, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. But I know one thing he did, <laughs> which is just yeah. <laughs> one of these moments, kind of like he's done before in his younger days when he calls people up on stage and says, hey, <laughs> stand up there, Larry. Oh, whoops. I mean, Freddie. Oh, Larry's I mean, in a wheelchair. I, I forgot. I mean, Lorraine. Oh, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, the Paralympics fool. were there, too. So you had the Paralympics and the 2020 and 2022 Olympic teams were at the uh, yes. White House. Yes, so you'll have to stay tuned for Crazy Town and see what the, um, what the old fool in chief did today. So let's do some sports. And here with that is Slick Rick at Slick Rick Sports on Getter, Twitter, and Truth Social. Been getting more active on Truth Social. I like it. Uh, what's going on, Slick Rick? All right, Big D. Well, just a couple of quick shout-outs now. So Jan 9 Sherl uh, says she can't get her purple sheets, so we got to talk to Mike Lindell and find out what's going on. Yeah, Probably promoting it so much they sold out. Yes. Yeah. No, they discontinued the purple. They did, Paul? Yeah, when? that's what I was looking for them. You know, I was trying to get you that for your birthday. Oh, we got to talk. We oh, so talk. wait, can't get them. Like, ordered them and can't get them is different than, like, I can't get them because well, I don't have them anymore. I've been That's trying for months to order them and haven't been able to get oh, them. Oh, okay. Well, I'm... Wow, well, I know. They're not good. And Big Sal says hello, and uh, he actually gave us a great story, which I'm going to run a little bit later. Uh, and also, Carefree Logo, I want to say hi to his wife, Lisa. Promised him I'd do that. Great get a follower on there. Hey, I saw, you know, Carefree Logo was on the live broadcast down, I believe, when um, Ed Henry and Karen Turk was were it? at... Um, with the restaurant, right? When we were on with them. Yeah. yeah. Was he? Oh, okay, well. Wow. Right, yeah. Carefree Largo was on, was, uh, that was, um, they were on with Ed and Karen down there. Okay. Yeah, well, shout so, out to his wife, Lisa. I think Ed asked me for the, the, the video of that night, G. I got to get him that, those, I got to get those video clips to him, so. All right, what's going on, Slick Rick? All right, NBA playoffs, quick update. At halftime, down in Miami, uh, the Heat right now lead the Sixers 50 uh, 60 to 52. I'm okay with that. It's an eight point difference. They could come back. Um, right now, James Harden with 16 and Tyler. We don't need another hero. Hero has uh, 16 <laughs> points as well. The old uh, Tina Turner song from 84. And the Hurricanes right now taking it to the Blues, uh, Bruins, three zip. Check that. The Bruins, three nothing in Carolina, in Raleigh, North Carolina. And also Maple Leafs right now trailing the Lightning, two nothing. Lightning looking to get back and even that series up as well. Very important there. So, uh, and moving along, great story. Big D. Just I uh, want to give him this story. Goth Brooks causes latest earthquake at LSU's Tiger Stadium. This is from Jeremy Willis of ESPN. The LSU Tigers are known for their raucous and rowdy atmospheres. Night football games at Tiger Stadium can be especially loud. Fan noise is even registered as, as an earthquake on a seismograph in LSU's geosciences department. Over the weekend, however, it wasn't a football game that rattled the Baton Rouge, uh, Louisiana area. Country music icon Goth Brooks played Tiger Stadium on Saturday as part of a nationwide tour in football stadiums. Pretty cool. Uh, one of Brooks' signature songs is Colin Baton Rouge, released in 1993. The song has become an unofficial anthem at LSU games, and Brooks gave fans in the massive crowd their song. During Saturday night's concert, they went crazy. Yeah. Doc- yeah. Dr. Patricia Persuad uh, at LSU anticipated the crowd's reaction and had a seismograph ready. Around 9.30 p.m. Central Time, the crowd noise during the song registered as a small Earthquake. The stadium yeah. was rocking. Big Operator, nice. can you put me on through? <laughs> Got to send my love down to Baton Rouge. Come on. Unbelievable. Okay, crazy. And the only other time that that happened was back in 1998 when LSU QB Tommy Hudson helped uh, upset rival Auburn with a fourth down touchdown pass late in the fourth quarter. That registered as well. And uh, the reading was preserved by the Louisiana Geological Society. So crazy stuff out in LSU. And that's a wrap in sports. Big D, I'm going to throw it back to you. All right. Very good. Sick, Rick. Thanks very much. 
let's do some news. And here with the news is Paul Nolan. What's going on? Well, Philly still trails oh. uh, Miami. <laughs> it's still <laughs> halftime, you know, Paul. You know, Why do you keep doing sports at halftime? Why do you keep doing sports well, tonight? Paul's trying to bring the heat. <laughs> oh, 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 he's good. He's good. <laughs> he's going to be deep sixth. <laughs> now you guys, I'm sure you guys are all excited. You saw this pro-Trump congressional candidates winning Indiana's contested Republican primaries. Win everywhere. Yeah, everywhere, man. 22 and 0, 20... I think I saw the number, right? Kingmaker. Yeah. You know, listen, we don't want to upset the crowd here. We love our audience. <laughs> yes, we but do. But there is some truth to the idea that maybe just walk around with that magic touch. Maybe DeSantis runs. Sure, we need Florida to keep it the way it is, but you, you know that's funny that someone brought that up to me today. Came up to me and said, "Hey, uh, think Trump should run? Do you think he'd be more effective uh, being a, you know, going out and- kingmaker?" Yeah, I think so too, man. Because look, what do we know? What rallies the left more than Roe v. Wade, and you know, and any white heterosexual male, uh, Joe Biden. No, oh. <laughs> no, uh, try Trump, right? So oh. okay. to me, I don't know. You know, I just think that uh, I don't know. I just think it'd be interesting to to watch like a little more of a. I've said um, a potent one-two punch there. I've said for a long time. I think he's going to wait to the mid. Yeah, I, I know when he talks now, he keeps saying everyone will be happy. Can't say anything because of camp uh, finance reform and wherever he's running. I think he's going to wait for the midterms. I think if it's I think if it's an absolute destruction in the midterms, we get they get the House and the Senate. He absolutely runs. He should run. He'll win. And if then we, we introduce Nasara and Jasara. Sorry, never mind. If they don't take both, somehow they screw it up, which is not out of the realm. Then um, I don't know. I'm not I'm not convinced that he's all in on running yet. Do you think but what we'll, would I know? Nothing. I don't see, think we'll see an even fairer and more accurate election this time? Because last one was the fairest, right? And the most accurate ever. 2,000 Mules drops this weekend, by the way. Today. I think tonight. today, yeah. Oh, is it today? Uh, yeah, my buddy's yeah. at it tonight. Okay. Packed house, Long Island. Good stuff. As Ronald Reagan said, if he died and went to heaven, heaven would be Long Island. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Long Island used to be just pure red. He must have been drinking a couple of Long Island iced teas when he said that. <laughs> All right. What else in the news? Some of those old-fashioned um, quotes there. There was uh, John Dorham uh, scores two major court wins ahead of the uh, Clinton lawyers' trial. Uh, trial judge uh, compels Fusion GPS witness to testify. Agrees to review memos. Michael Sussman's defense lawyers claim are covered by attorney-client privilege. So I don't know if you guys are following this still, but uh, John Dorham scored two, two major wins Wednesday. And uh, during the hearing, the U.S. District Judge Christopher Cooper expressed skepticism that the memos detailing the Fusion GPS firm's opposition research on Donald Trump's ties to Russia, some of which were shared with news media and the FBI, were covered by attorney-client privilege and agreed to Dorham's request to review the 38 um, of the 38 of the documents that prosecutors want to introduce at the trial later this month. Uh, Cooper said he wasn't convinced the Clinton campaign, Sussman and his law firm, and Fusion GPS should have blanket privilege over the documents, at one point citing a memo of Fusion's contacts with the reporter as evidence of assisting a media strategy rather than legal advice. That's a kind of a big deal here. That's and a huge deal. One of the things that I remember, and I don't want to, I'll get back to the story, was, and Rick, you got to remember, when John... Um, Solomon was on, 
He said the one thing about Durham was he's a pit bull. He leaves no stone unturned, and he's not stopping till he has every base covered. Now, right. obviously, we all want this yesterday, right? We all want mm-hmm. this today, tomorrow. Please, dear God, please, if there's a, please God, please <laughs> let there be some powerhouse, incontrovertible evidence that can finally take down the the Clinton mafia, the Biden mafia, these neocons, Obama. Uh, the Bush family, all the fake traitors in our government over the last four years. Well, well, the thing is, and we're, we've run out of time here, but I'll, I'll make make the point that remember, as Trump was leaving, he declassified everything, according to this. And Durham already has that stuff. That's the stuff he wants to introduce. So he already knows the answer to these questions. Now he wants to show it to the court. That's what he's doing. Yeah. And that's going to that's gonna torpedo their attorney-client privilege. All right, hour two coming up. Crazy Town, a lot, lot of good video to get to. Uh, Holly with Mayorkas today, Rand Paul with Mayorkas today, absolutely took him apart. And if you think I get fired up, well, wait till you see this video I have for you. All coming up in hour two. Two live from Studio 6B on a Wednesday night. Glad you're in on Real America's Voice. Dish Network Channel 219, Pluto TV Channel 240, Samsung TV Plus Channel 1029. Glad you're in. Of course, streaming on Real America's Voice website, americasvoice.news, and of course, over on Getter. Getter. At, at Real AM Voice. A lot of people ask me, where do I find the chat? Well, you find it over on Getter. And you go to Real AM Voice, not the at LFS6B page, uh, on Real America's Voice Getter page is where we're always streaming and where the chat is always fiery as it is tonight. It goes by so fast I can barely read most of it. Um, Big D, I never say thank you enough. Fantastic show. Carefree Largo. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. We do it for you guys. Uh, Paul Nolan's got the news. Rick Delgado's here tonight. No, what even is that? But a good one last night. Yeah. Uh, Rick Amorati's got sports. <laughs> good story about the Yankees coming up. Some yeah. good video. Cute. Real good feel. Good story. Wow. Good 71? to see. Oh, sorry. And uh, Geo Fran holding it down as always. Crazy town coming up. Biden welcomes Team USA to the White House. We got some more video. <laughs> My Arcus was in front of uh, some committee today, and Rand Paul just took him apart. Josh Hawley took him apart. Well, let's let's start with let's start with cut nine, G, because we all think sometimes I get fired up on this show, and of course we're all fired up about the left and how just you know every institution in the country is under attack. What they want to do, what they've already done, Biden, the whole spiel. Well, let's check in with how the left and one of their shows feels about the Democrats. Roll that, G. We don't even have paid family leave. We don't even have affordable childcare in this freaking country. Okay, and the people who fight against those kinds of laws are Republicans. 
And yet, <laughs> what do you want them to do with their kids when they have to go to work? What do you want them to do? What do you want them to do? I want them to answer that freaking question. Grow answer up. the question. Journalists, ask them the question. Ask them. Ask them. Isn't it amazing? Ask them the goddamn question. Isn't it amazing that Saints chance hasn't collapsed? Isn't it amazing that not one Democrat has shown 1% of the passion that Anna has today. They don't care. <laughs> they don't care. They don't care. Listen, they're listen. all so old, they don't even have to worry about it affecting them. And if they're young enough where it would affect them, they'll get their abortion. They're going to okay? fly to they're Paris. They're trading individual stocks, enriching themselves. They're good. They're good. They don't care about you. But the Democrats Make sure do. you understand that and you feel it in your bones. They no, don't she's talking about care about, about you. Oh, my all bad. of that fundraising, all of that canvassing, all of that hard work on the ground, they can't even get a voting rights bill passed. They're losers. <laughs> Trisha Briggs writes in, thank you, Anna, for communicating this momentous injustice and the rage we're and all And you're fired. <laughs> yeah. Well, Cheng, Cheng tries to, uh, I think it's pronounced wow. Cheng. Is it Cheng or Cheng? I think it's Cheng. It should be just crap. Um... Tries to, uh, tries to make her feel clown. better. But she's talking about Democrats. That's it. They're not crazy enough for them. Nope. Not even close. And, They've and done nothing. What's funny is she would fit <laughs> right in a here. Great clip. We should go after them more. Yeah. There's a lot of that on that page. But, but seriously, she would fit. The way she's talking right there, she would fit perfectly in right <laughs> she, here. She because, <laughs> because she admits they don't care about you. How many times have we said they don't care about you? I thought you were going to say she'd be yeah. great as the new press secretary for Biden. <laughs> she'd be yeah. great at that job, almost, too. Almost reminds me when we had Sabrina here for a the while screaming. at times. <laughs> no, she, can't, she wouldn't even take the job. She can't stand them. Yeah. She thinks they're losers. They've done nothing in her eyes. And they're yes. so old, they won't be affected by it. Yeah, they're trading their <laughs> stocks. They're in it for themselves. They don't give a damn about you. She might as well do news here. You, you guys haven't seen enough of that nonsense over uh, there. They they licked the boot of those Ds. They, oh, don't, sure they do. She's just having a bad day. Yeah, she's she's yeah she's, she's having she's, a bad. She's day. sky screaming. She's That's all iron she's They're, they're right not now. crazy enough for them. Eesh. They're not crazy enough. Or them. Imagine being so far left that yeah, the poll that this not party's good. not left enough for you. <laughs> Almost pure communism's not enough. We need straight collectivism. I mean, must all wear great jumpsuit and just get lined. Get crazy, crazy. But all right, let's voice. get to. Um, hey, G, which one's better, Holly or Rand Paul today with my orcas? Josh Hawley today with uh, Kevin Nealon. My Arcus. Roll it. Cut 10. Let's keep talking about this disinformation board, if we could. The fact sheet from DHS on the disinformation board that you recently released defined disinformation this way. False information spread with the intent to deceive or mislead. You agree with that, I assume. That's your definition. Yes, I believe that's the definition. Um, on the fact sheet. Broadly. And broadly, um, and, and uh, you think it's important that the U.S. government combat this dis disinformation, right? I mean, you've testified to that. Senator, I, uh, what I testified to is when <laughs> disinformation. Can't yeah. just say yes. Um, threat to national security. Threat to yeah. the security of our homeland, then we are engaged. That's okay. Right. All right. Yeah. Good. And I, I presume that's why you've set up this disinformation board. So let's, let's have a look at the person whom you've selected to head this new disinformation <laughs> policing effort. And let's look at what she has been spreading online. 
she has, for starters, consistently misinformed the public about the Hunter Biden laptop story and spread the lie that it was Russian propaganda. Here she is on October the 14th saying, disinformation experts say there are multiple red flags that raise doubts about their authenticity, meaning the emails, including questions about whether the laptop actually belongs to Hunter Biden. Of course, as it turns out, that's totally false. This laptop has been authenticated both by government entities and by independent news organizations. She went on. Here she is again, the same interview, saying that we should view it, meaning the laptop and apparently the whole story, as a Trump campaign product. That is also a lie, which you know. You know it's not a Trump campaign product. It never was a Trump campaign product. But she didn't stop there. Here she is on October the 22nd uh, on, in 2020, this time taking to social media. Yeah saying that Biden notes 50 former NATSEC officials and five former CIA heads that believe the laptop is a Russian influence op. Laundering here, using government, former government officials to launder the lie that this was, in fact, a Russian influence op, which, of course, is not true at all. Here she is also on October the 22nd, still on social media, this time saying... The emails don't need to be altered to be part of an influence campaign. Of course, they weren't altered. Voters deserve that context, not a fairy tale about a laptop repair shop. Of course, we know the only person in all of this telling a fairy tale is Ms. Jankowitz on social media repeatedly for days and days on end. How about a different set of examples? She has consistently <laughs> spread false and misleading claims about the Steele dossier, which we now know was actually itself a piece of Russian propaganda. Here she is on December the 8th, 2017, responding, by the way, to United States Senator. She's responding to Lindsey Graham. She says to him, your party funded the dossier first. The FBI was investigating Trump since the summer, but didn't make it public. The American public deserved to know. This is false. The people who funded the dossier were the Clinton campaign, which we now know this has been verified. This is outright falsehoods. But she didn't stop there. Here she is on August the 7th, 2020, promoting Christopher Steele, the stooge who helped launder Russian propaganda, including lying to the FBI about it. Here she is lauding him as a trustworthy and legitimate source. Classic disinformation. She says she listened to this last night. Chris Steele, yes, that Chris Steele, providing great historical context about the evolution of disinformation. At every turn, Mr. Secretary, she has used social media and the public to launder propaganda herself. She's also advocated for law enforcement to be involved in policing speech online. Here she is in an NPR interview this year, just a few weeks ago, April 16th, 2022. This is Ms. Jankowitz, and I quote, I shudder to think about if free speech absolutists were taking over more platforms. We need platforms to do more, and we frankly need law enforcement and our legislatures to do more as well. And then she goes on to praise legislation in other countries that involves policing speech. Or here she is in February 17th. <laughs> you know, hold it for one second, G, as we continue through. Yeah, the, you, know what's, you know what's frightening about this? <clears throat> I mean, we're kind of chuckling, but it's, it's, real, it's actually not really funny because you know what's funny about this is Holly can find this in five minutes. We could probably find it in five or 10, 15 here. minutes. 
The Biden administration, clearly, Mayorkas, clearly, who put this woman up, could find this, know it's there, know all of this, but it just, does, it just doesn't stop them. They we just did, don't care. We did it on the show. They know they have the media cloaking all their lies. Yeah, this, this, this new ministry of truth, and they put her in place. You can find her videos, her TikTok videos, her Instagram videos, these tweets. You can find them in five, ten minutes and see that she's off her rocker. She has a whole sequence of, of like, like loving Hillary and how wonderful Hillary is as a humanitarian. And they just don't care. Boy, I would, I would love for the cut back. We see that Mayorkas has officially turned into Pepe the Frog. <laughs> go ahead, G. <laughs> One, saying that the free speech there versus censorship dichotomy is false. And calling herself in a TikTok video the Mary Poppins of disinformation where she sings... Oh, yeah that members of Congress shouldn't be permitted to spread misinformation on the floor and otherwise taking to task those who propagate views she disagrees with. Here's my question to you. If your intent was to combat misinformation online or in the government, why on God's green earth would you nominate someone who is a human geyser of misinformation? <laughs> um, Senator, um, I, I am ultimately responsible for the hiring of Ms. Jankowitz uh, to be the executive director of the Disinformation Governance Board. In my capacity as the secretary, Why did you I, choose I, bear, her? I bear responsibility uh, for that. Okay. Um, I understand that she is uh, an expert in disinformation. Yes, indeed, <laughs> spreading it. And she will have an obligation to execute her responsibilities in a nonpartisan way. Were you aware I, of these? Were you aware of this information when you chose her? Everything I, I've just shown you? I was not. Why, how could you not be? I was not. Uh, uh, Why? Did you do any research on her? Senator, Senator, uh, I will not uh, discuss the internal workings of the hiring process. You won't? Of the Department of Homeland Security. Well, let me ask you about this. I, I'm sure there are documents pertaining to this board, minutes of meetings, communications about who would serve on the board. Will you release those to this committee? Um, uh, Senator, there are not uh, yet this, this governance board. Wait a minute. There are, no me there are no minutes of meetings about this board? It is not yet. You've not uh, created any records? It has not yet begun its work. Y you've hired her. You surely had deliberations about hiring her. The, the, the board has not yet met. You, you had deliberations no, about, about hiring her, though, correct? Uh, I did not, uh, Senator. You just said I, that you are solely responsible for hiring her. My capacity... As the secretary, I bear responsibility. You're telling me that there are no documents associated with this board? I, that, I, that I don't know. You asked for <laughs> meeting. Minutes of meetings, documents pertaining to the board, any records of communications about who would serve on the board. Will you turn those over to this committee? Any document pertaining to this board, will you turn it over to this committee? Senator, we, we owe you documents with respect to the work of this board that already are in existence. So you'll turn. Well, we got to get more out. Holy cow. That's his way of saying, I don't answer. is expected to raise short-term interest rates this afternoon to fight the highest inflation in 40 years. You've all felt it. A recent CBS News poll found that 66% of Americans say inflation is difficult 
or it's a hardship. The chief investment strategist at Bank of America warned just last month that the inflation shock is worsening. The rate shock is just beginning and a recession could be coming. Oh, no. Yeah, recession could be coming. Let me tell you who else thinks inflation is still a big deal. That's Senator Joe Manchin. He cast out today on his party's effort to make the upcoming midterm elections about abortion, which, of course, they're going to try to do now. He said, let me tell you right now, inflation is the number one driving factor in people's minds, especially in my home state of West Virginia, not abortion. And, of course, as I've told you, inflation is, it may have peaked, doesn't mean it's coming down. It means it may not be going any higher. We'll see next week. CPI data on Friday, 8.30 a.m. And we'll see what the consumer price index number comes in at. Well, you got to consider your financial alternatives because, listen, they're not going to get inflation back down. Even if they do the best job they can, they're not going to get inflation down to 3% this year. So we're dealing with this for at least... Another six to eight, maybe 12 months of inflation that's going to outpace wages. So what do you do? You got to consider your financial alternatives to protect your savings. If you're saving, it's hard enough to even save. If you can, you got to at least protect it. How do you do that? What do you do with your dollars? Can't leave them in dollars. Not a lot of it anyway. Well, you might want to consider physical gold and silver. And the people to talk to there are our friends at Birch Gold Group. Birch Gold, experts in precious metals, an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, thousands of satisfied customers. And let them educate you on what your alternatives are, what your what your choices are. Text America right now to 989898. You get a free information kit from our friends at Birch Gold Group. And they'll show you what you can do. You can convert an existing IRA to a gold IRA. You can convert an eligible 401k account to a gold IRA account. Find out. You can grow it tax-free. How about a tax-sheltered account? You could do that as well. Just text America right now to 989898. Get your free information. Get absolutely no obligation from our friends at Birch Gold Group. Text America. Send it to 989898. Let our friends at Birch Gold Group show you how owning physical gold and silver could help protect that savings. You know, most people, you're lucky enough if you have extra savings to even want to do something with. Try to put it into hard assets like gold, physical gold and silver to protect against inflation, protect your purchasing power. The problem is most most homes in the U.S. now, even though they saved more and more throughout the last couple of years with the government giving them checks and all this stuff, they had a home savings was on the rise. It's not anymore. Yeah. Now that that is dwindling. More and more people living paycheck to paycheck. But if you do have extra cash, man, you just can't. I mean, if it's anything semi-substantial you can't leave it in the bank you can't leave it in the bank right now you cannot leave it in the bank because you're losing your purchasing power literally every month you know if inflation outpaces uh wages you can do the math you know you lose your purchasing power every every month every year more and more of it disappears you can't leave it there you got to get into something that's going to appreciate that's going to Hedge against that inflation number, which right now is 8.2%, they tell us, and I'm telling you it's higher than that. The housing numbers alone are a joke, 5%. No way. No way. Go try to rent no an apartment. Way. Go try to buy a house. No way. Not now, not never. 
So, all right, let's do some sports and hear what that is. Slick Rick, Rick Emirati, what's going on, pal? All right, big deal. I'm giving you a playoff update in the NBA East semifinals right now. Game two down in Miami right now. The Heat pulling away 89-80 uh, late in the third quarter, about 29 seconds to go. Uh, Tyrese Maxey doing all he can for the Sixers, but hard to replace a guy who scores 30 points for you, MVP Joel Embiid. So, Sixers will be pretty much in a do-or-die game on Friday night in uh, Philly. So, we'll keep an eye on that. And Mavs visit the Suns out in Phoenix. That's a 10 p.m. tip. Um, right now, the Suns lead that series, so uh, we'll keep an eye there as well. Hurricanes. I think you're. I think you're short. I think you're shorting your team here. Yeah. You're supposed to win the games you play at home. Right. So the Heat have done what they're supposed to do. Your team now has to go do what they're supposed to do. Why, why are you selling them short? They haven't even played a game at home in the series we'll yet. We'll see. You're right, Big D. The old NBA adage is that the playoffs don't start until somebody wins a game on the road. So yeah. that's very true. We'll so, see what uh, happens. I have tickets for the Friday game in the luxury suite. And now you're not going because you're just too negative of a fan. Sorry. Me and Paul are going to go. Biggest. All right. Well, let's, well, hey. All right. We'll keep the faith, Big D. <laughs> okay. There you go. If All Joel right. Embiid comes back, back Friday night, now you're back we in. got something going. Hot All right. Let's get to Philly cheesesteaks and beers for Slick Rick, Big D, and Paul at the game Friday night. <laughs> Sounds good to me. And we're not on the show Friday night because the president's doing a rally. So Sweet. All right. The limo picks us up at Paul's house at Paul's mansion at 7 a.m. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And by the way, we're going on the road next month. We'll be in Tennessee. All right. Moving along, boys. NHL action. Here we go. Hurricanes over the Bruins. Four to one. Uh, start of the third period. Looks like the Canes are going to go up 2-0 down in Raleigh, North Carolina. And uh, the Lightning, well, they're lighting up the Maple Leafs. They're up 3-1 to one and uh, end of the second period. But that is the dreaded NHL two-goal lead. So we will see what happens happens there and uh well the lightning, lightning need to pull even if they want to defend those two stanley cups and try to make that work and uh well let me get right to that uh, next story about the great uh, president here that we have uh, uh joe biden who had yeah okay so biden welcomed the team usa at the white house to celebrate the 20 and 22 olympics because the 2020 team could not make it during the pandemic obviously they couldn't make it over the white house but uh the president first lady joe biden hosted olympians from tokyo 2020 and 2022 from beijing uh on the south lawn earlier today with the paralympic games and with that what else we got a crazy town roll it g Olympians. Welcome to the White House. In Tokyo was the first time I had the opportunity to see a three-on-three women's basketball game. And I was on the edge of my seat the whole time. <laughs> I'll start again. It was everything if I love about sports. The moment when the team shows to, seems to know each other's thoughts. We were all Team USA. You teach us that hard work and so sacrifice and determination voices can push us beyond tear. what we ever thought was in our reach. An even greater fan Joe of Team USA, my husband, our president, Joe Biden. You know, as a guy heads up the veterans, Affairs of America. Oh my God. The big oh, guy God, standing there. Please sit down, guys. <laughs> Knows. Uh, I'm glad the Lord didn't come down and give me a choice between being president and an Olympian. <laughs> I, uh, I had all those Walter Mitty dreams, you know. And they weren't about being president, and being about a great athlete. I thought I was, you know, in high school and college. <laughs> oh, sure. The Bidens are a big sportsman. We love watching the Olympics. 
And Jill came home from Tokyo. All she could do was talk about you all constantly. You think I'm kidding? I'm not. I mean, and I'm sorry you had to wait that year between the time it was set and time to go. I mean, you've been through so damn darn much. Thanks for letting me hold those medals, man. It made me feel important for a second. I'm not joking. You did it. You all did it. Whether you're a would-be athlete like me or you've never played a sport. I'm serious. You just, you you look at you, you look how you handle victory and defeat. It's just astounding. You inspire them to to pursue their hopes and their Mm -hmm. dreams. I've had kids come up to me and say, did you see? Did you see? I think I can. Not a joke. You all know it. It's real. It matters. As I said to our foreign leaders, my counterparts, there's no quit in America. I was asked when I was in the Tibetan Plateau with Xi Jinping. And he looked at me and said, can you define America for me? It's a true story. It's been published all <laughs> over the world story. by now. Been published all over and the I world. said, yes, I can. He said I was a published in author. <laughs> word, possibilities. And that's not hyperbole. Oh, and as sports does, like few things, you helped us unite the nation in those three letters, USA. Yeah. <coughs> I mean that. There we go. There we go. Don't jump. Oh. <laughs> She's our photographer. Look at her up there. Most votes ever. Maybe don't Woo. jump may not be the thing to say when you're with the... Just looking up the Tibetan Plateau <laughs> as opposed to the Himalayas because right. we've moved this meeting now with uh, with Xi Jinping. But there you go. So I don't know. Well, I, I think it was his time as a nomad when he was uh, traversing the, the foothills of the Himalayas and, of yeah. course, the Tibetan Plateau, which, of course, you know, unites the, uh, the three main rivers in China. I'm surprised he didn't get to that part yet. I guess he can't pronounce the uh, the river names or something. Who knows? I don't know. Or maybe we've seen how much he repeats the same talking points. Maybe he's just <laughs> followed him everywhere saying, America's possibilities. <laughs> I mean, don't jump, he says, when he's with the Paralympic <laughs> somebody, athletes somebody sitting there. Yeah, I believe don't the jump. photographer was on like a ladder to get the picture. He did that with the troops in... Uh, yep, and then he was, did it with that kid in Brooklyn. Did it with the kid the in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. I guess a lot of people around him just want to jump from tall ladders. <laughs> Something, or that's like, maybe that's the, is that like a side effect of dementia that you'd get into these routines or you just do the same thing over and over again? You just go, you fall back on the same. He yeah. sees a situation. And the first thing he says to the person is don't jump if they're on something to stand. I mean, and to him, the, it's a brand new joke because he doesn't remember. The, he just told that joke 10 minutes. Right. Does it over right. and over Joe, and over Joe again. Biden's same husband. thing. Yeah. Every time he sees that same setup, he says the same thing. Strange. Um, when my dad was in the hospital a while, he was getting that sundowners. Reminds me of Joe Biden. Like that sundowners where he just keeps repeating and starting over. It's not a joke. Not hyperbole. No. A um, couple other things I want to get to. Let's get to a little bit of... Um, 
Let's do Rand Paul, G, because Mayorkas has got to be on the top of the list of Republicans if they take back uh, control of impeaching and getting, I mean, this, the lawlessness this guy's responsible for is, is untold. We've never seen anything like it uh, and from this administration, he being the chief, uh, chief lawlessness. Obviously, what's going on at the border under his watch or non-watch. And now, now being the chief executive of the Ministry of Truth, as we call them, as we've, people have deemed this, that exchange with Hawley is shocking. That they, they, just, they, just picked, they just picked her. Okay, you're going to do it. You're probably one of the more radical people we can find to do this. And you'll do exactly what we tell right. you. Right, we all know what this is all about. Uh, so here's a little bit of Rand Paul with Marcus today. Roll that. Do you think the Steele dossier included Russian disinformation? Uh, Senator, um, uh, th- that's not a question that I'm equipped to, to answer. The, uh, it was in the public news. It was a, you may have heard of it, the Mueller investigation. It was a $32 million <laughs> investigation that went over a couple of years. Uh, Horowitz was an investigator general, and he looked at the FBI's activity in the beginning of this. And what the FBI concluded was that there were FBI agents throughout this period of time who concluded that yes, the dossier was full of Russian disinformation. So let's say it is Russian disinformation. You say your new disinformation governance board is going to help the public with disinformation. You claim it's not going to be about domestic, it's going to be about foreigners and those evil Russians. So here's my question. The FBI concludes that the Steele dossier was full of Russian disinformation. CNN propagated this disinformation gladly for years and years. The difference, I guess, between your opinion and our opinion is that as despicable as it is that CNN propagated this disinformation, I I wouldn't shut them down. I wouldn't lecture them. I wouldn't put it on a government website that CNN's wrong for propagating disinformation. The problem you have is you're not even willing to admit, I mean, we can't even have an agreement on what the FBI said was disinformation. How do you propose that you're going to have an office of disinformation governance if you see the problem in even determining what is disinformation? Oh, Senator, because um, our work is not um, focused on disinformation writ large. Where we, the Department of Homeland Security, become involved is when there's a connectivity between disinformation and threats to the security of the homeland. Well, that's what the Russians might be considered that. You mentioned the Russians the other day when you tried to pivot away from this being about censorship. But let's say it is the Russians. I know you're not going to ever agree that the Steele dossier, which y'all spent so much money on, was disinformation. But it was, and the FBI concluded. But let's just say there's an imaginary disinformation. You've discovered tomorrow Russian disinformation that's going to hurt our national security. And CNN's broadcasting it. What are you going to do? Senator, let me... You're going to tell Putin... You shouldn't do this. Senator, what Senator, are you going to do? Senator, let me, let me explain what we do in the Department of Homeland Security with respect to disinformation and, frankly, what we've been doing for nearly 10 years across different administrations. The cartels, the cartels propagate disinformation that Title 42 does not apply to a particular community of migrants, migrants from a particular country. How are they propagating this? If I may, through social media, and what we do through U.S. Customs and Border Protection is actually communicate via social media and other channels that that is false. 
that we do apply Title 42. So let's say there's Russian disinformation as well. Are you going to take to social media and broadcast that people are broadcasting something incorrect about what do you think is Russian disinformation? Uh, Senator, let me emphasize... Well, you said the other day Russians, and now you're saying not so much the Russians, you're saying the cartels. No, I'm not. No, I'm not, Senator. You're, you're mischaracterizing well, my statement. Then what are you going to do if there's Russian disinformation? You're going to broadcast me, something on social media? Allow me to share when we become involved in the Department of Homeland Security. By the way, besides the questions Rand Paul's asking, are we supposed to believe that he's, he has some interest in making sure that there's not disinformation about what's going on at the border? What interest does he have at what's going on at the border? Disinformation or not? Is he more He's more interested in the disinformation than the actual humans coming across the border? Are we supposed to take away from this that he has some interest in the border? Or his interest is only in the information that's roaming around about the border? What is it? <laughs> well, he doesn't have any interest in the border, whether it's informational or, or, or really what's going on. He looks very concerned about the cartels to me. And, and you know what's interesting, too? Because wasn't it during his questioning with Holly that he said, well, the board hasn't done anything yet, but now he's talking about how the board is, is what, what we're doing? Well, how can I you think say he's what talking about Homeland Security. Right, but but isn't the board under a homeland security? He said they're well, they haven't really done anything yet; they haven't started. Uh, but now he's talking about well, this is what we're doing. Well, what is it? it are, are you doing something, or are you not doing something? I think the board hasn't started yet, but what homeland security has done for ten years is what he's saying. I think, but who knows? Who cares? Know. The, the idea that this guy has some interest in anything about the border is laughable. Or yeah. the truth. That too. Go ahead, G. Come involved when disinformation poses a threat to the security of our country. Well, just stop it for a it second. Again, oh, okay, even if we take him at his word, disinformation is a threat. Did, did we think there's a threat from the million people coming across the border? You don't, he doesn't treat that with the same uh, hoof to here that he's treating this, uh, oh, the cartels are spreading misinformation. <laughs> I mean, it's a joke. <laughs> This guy lies. Every word he says is just another lie. True. Go ahead. And there's a connectivity to th a threat to our country. Ooh. It could be a threat, a connectivity to violence. And what this, what this working group does, uh, what this working group does is precisely what I would think you would want it to do, <laughs> which is to take a look at the work, the disinformation work that our department has done and ask the following questions. Do we have policies? Do we have guardrails? Do we have yeah, standards? But here's the problem. Ensure, we can't even agree. We can't even agree what disinformation is. This is you well, can't even agree that it was disinformation, that the Russians fed information to the Steele dossier. If you can't agree to that, how are we ever going to come to an agreement on what is disinformation so you can police it on social media? Senator. I have two points, if I may uh, finish. Um, uh, number one, that what this office, what the, I'm sorry, what this working group does, because it's not an office, what this working group does is ensure that there are guardrails, definitions, standards to make sure that the free speech rights, the civil rights, civil liberties, and privacy rights of individuals so do you think do you think covid do you think covid do you think covid do you think covid disinformation threatens our national security and number 2 if i may senator and number 2 is it your proposition 
that when the cartels spread disinformation with respect to our immigration policies to try to lure vulnerable migrants to our border illegally? I think you've got no idea what disinformation is, and I don't think the government's capable of it. Do you know who the greatest propagator of disinformation in the history of the world is? The U.S. government. Are you familiar with McNamara, the Pentagon Papers? Wow. Are you familiar with George W. Bush and the weapons of mass destruction? Are you familiar with Iran-Contra? I mean, think of all the debates and disputes we've had over the last 50 years in our country. We work them out by debating them. We don't work them out by the government being the arbiter. I don't want guardrails. I want you to have nothing to do with speech. You think we can't determine, you know, speech by traffickers is disinformation? You think the American people are so stupid they need you to tell them what the truth is? Amen. You can't Amen. even admit what the truth is with a steel dossier. I don't trust government to figure out what the truth is. Exactly. Government is largely disseminating disinformation. So I do have a question, and here's the okay, question. He's looking around. Help. So the Russians, maybe the Russians, maybe some cartels. What about COVID disinformation? Is that in your bailiwick for your, dis your disinformation <laughs> governance board? Senator, you would have to give me the details. With okay, here. I, I, I've, said a million I've said a million times that cloth masks don't work. YouTube takes me down. They're a private company. I can have that beef with them. Uh, what about you? You're going to look at that. I often say that natural immunity from having had the infection is equal to the vaccine or better. You're going to take that down? There, there, well, first of all, it's, those are very specific. Senator, first of all, it's not for us to take it down. And second of all, are you going to put information not, out there are, saying that I'm spreading disinformation? I, 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 Senator, we are not the public health experts to make those determinations. So That's public health won't be part of the disinformation governance board. No COVID disinformation. Yes or no? Se Senator. Yes or no? Is public health Senator, going to be somebody, part of your censorship group? Somebody, allow me, because you're you're pre presenting hypotheticals that are vague. It's not a hypothetical. I just I gave you a very specific <laughs> one on cloth masks. I gave you a very like a yes specific no. one on immunity you, from previous infections. And I answered your question, but let me let me answer the the last question that you posed. Do not, do not, under any circumstances, accept a vaccine at a FEMA uh, overseen vaccination center what is he talking because they are actually peddling fentanyl. Now, should I sit back and take that or should I actually disseminate accurate information? That's what we're doing, what we would do. S uh, should FEMA issue accurate information that the vaccinations that we are administering in the sites that we oversee actually are the COVID-19 vaccines. I have, I have a have greater respect for the American people that's than all, you do. I think the American people can figure out the truth. And if you think the American people need to be told there's not fentanyl in the vaccination, I feel know, free to say it. But the thing is, is if you are going to go around saying that you are the arbiter of information and of disinformation, I think you have no clue. And you don't that. have the perspective history knowing that disinformation, the largest progenitor of it, disinformation in our history has probably been the U.S. government. I've, I've never said that, and actually I've said the Thank exact opposite. Thank you, We Senator. are not the what truth police. What a terrible <laughs> example. How stupid is that? It's my orchestra. Oh, my God. Ran making Ron proud. 104.86.
13 to the hour, live from Studio 6B. Before we wrap it up, let's do a little more sports with Slick Rick. What's going on? All right, Big D. Well, we're not looking good for the Sixers right now. They're trailing 104 to 86 in the fourth quarter. Five minutes to go down in Miami. Looks like they're going to fall two games to none in the East semifinals. Going back to Wells Fargo Center on Friday night. And don't forget the Mavs and Suns. Uh, Suns right now up one nothing. That tips uh, at the Footprint Center, 10 p.m. tonight. And we have the uh, Bruins and Hurricanes. Right now, the Hurricanes holding on. They're up 4-2 to two with 5.34 to go in the third. It's not over yet. Bruins are trying to make a push as they don't want to go down 2 nothing either. And the uh, Lightning all over the Maple Leafs, 4-1 to one with about 14 minutes to go in the third period. Blues and Wild just underway in St. Paul, Minnesota. Uh, and right now, the Wild looking to get even because the Blues took game one. And the nightcap game is the Oilers and Kings. Should be a good one. It was a dandy on Monday night, 4-3 to three win by the Kings. They're up one nothing. That puck drop is 10-15 in Edmonton. And look, Lee Westwood asks PGA Tour for release to play in first Saudi back golf event. This is from Ryan Young, Yahoo Sports. Lee Westwood is on board with Greg Norman's new golf league, Big D. Westwood revealed on Wednesday that he's officially requested releases both from the PGA Tour and the DP World Tour in order to play in the first uh, golf invitational series next month. I put a release in with the PGA Tour and the DP, as many people have, Westwood said, via Sky Sports. That's kind of the stage we're at, and anything after that is just ifs and buts and speculation. This is the uh, obviously Saudi Arabian League that they're starting up, a kind of a rival to the PGA. They're going to be playing in England and apparently in Saudi Arabia. And we know Phil Mickelson was outspoken about this earlier on. Uh, so we'll see. This is a, a very interesting uh, turn of events. And I don't know what kind of impact it'll have on the PGA. Of course, it won't be the Masters. We know that. And, uh, and certainly won't be the U.S. Open. So I don't know. But we'll definitely be keeping uh, track on that as well. And uh, last but not least, got a great story in sports. Uh, really, what, what kind of gives you hope that there is some good in sports because we know there's a hell of a lot of crap in sports with all the other baloney that's gone on the last couple of years, but this is a great story in Toronto, of all places. Blue Jays fan catches Yankees home run ball and then gives it to young New York supporter. Uh, Blue Jays fan catches Yankee home run ball uh, and give, this was a, a shot from Aaron Judge last night, and the Yankees are hot as a firecracker. I know Rick loves the Yankees. They won 11 in a row. They're looking to go 12 in a row, so it's just a great time for the team, but uh, just roll this video. It kind of says it all when you see what happens here with this young fan, young boy who was a Yankee fan in Toronto. So, gee, if you got that video, can you roll that? And how about some pretty nice sportsmanship by a Blue Jay fan out there? Give that young Yankee fan a ball. Boy, that kid is not going to forget tonight, will he? It was just fantastic. I mean, young fella was in tears. What happened was the ball, and most of you have seen it by now, the ball was a home run, and the gentleman, he, he, he hit by Aaron Judge. Hit by Aaron Judge, right? And picked up and given to the young kids young wearing fella. a Judge jersey shirt. shirt. Jersey yeah. shirt. Yep. So the obviously, unvaccinated a huge... Judge, right? Yep. Yeah, and uh, the boy appears to tell the man thank you before obviously turning to tears. And Aaron Judge was very impressed with that as well. Uh, just to paraphrase, he said, it's nice to see. He says, Yankee fans all over the world, you know, obviously the most popular baseball team there is. And uh, he said, well, raising him right. You know, as a young man, he's a Yankee fan. It was really good. Let, Aaron me, Judge, uh, let yeah. me show you this, Rick, because there's a follow-up. Not only was Aaron Judge impressed, but tonight... Aaron oh, Judge wow. got to meet him. <laughs> oh, look at this kid. Blown away. In the dugout before the game tonight. Oh. He got to meet his hero. That's cool. And his That's dad. Awesome. What about the guy who caught the ball? Yeah. Yeah, they ought to hook him up, boy. Yeah. Absolutely. And yeah, he was a Blue Jay fan. 
I mean, this is what, you know, let me look at this. This is what it's all about right here. <laughs> That's his dad. He's wearing a blue chase jersey. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that must be a fun household. <laughs> I mean, this kid is. <laughs> this kid's beside himself. And this Aaron Judge is special, too, I got to tell you. He's <laughs> a nice ball cool. player. <laughs> <laughs> look at that. There you go. There you go. I'm sure Aaron signed that ball for him. There you go. So uh, that's, nice. that's awesome. That's beautiful stuff, Big D. I yeah. love it. Fantastic. Yeah. Good. All right, Slick Rick, thanks. Good story there. Good for Aaron Judge. Seems like a good kid. Nice guy. Obviously a superstar. Yep. And uh, good for the fan, by the way. Yep. He, he probably deserves the most credit in the whole thing because. Good sportsmanship. I mean, obviously that kid, that guy could have just kept the ball or thrown. You know, who knows? He could have done anything. Yeah. But to be able to notice, and, you know, and, and the Yankees come to town, no one's a fan. I mean, there's some, there's sometimes those that kid will go to it, and, and the people will, I mean, just they'll chastise. You brutal. You mean Boston, Philly? <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> but uh, he goes to Toronto. Here's this guy catches it and and is able to recognize enough that he could do something good with it, and goes to this kid. I mean, he could have gone to any kid wearing a Blue Jays. You know, I mean, could have gone to anybody. But because Judge hit it, and he noticed it. I mean, it's just that's just a great story. It's great good moment. for that guy. Just great decision in the moment. Great stuff. So good for him. And then good for Judge for tracking the kid down the next night. That's fantastic. So. Yeah, apparently Major League Baseball is going to use it as part of their promotional campaign now, which is probably really smart to do because that's going to be something that's going to be a lasting story. Yeah, of course. Leave it to MLB to try to oh, yeah. make, <laughs> make hay over it. Real Just can't duds. leave it be a good story. Now they got to, okay, let's read yeah, the commercial. Right. MLB old Jimmy. Then give the kids steroids. We blew that, we blew that All-Star game in Atlanta last year. Let's try to make no. up for it. All right, let's do some more news before we wrap it up. What else is going on, Paul? Anything? Well, in other uh, happy news, the man who tackled comedian Dave Chappelle while he was on stage pointed a replica handgun that had a knife in it. So when you pull the trigger of this fake gun, a knife pops out and it's got jagged edges and it punctures lungs and cartilage. It's a pretty nasty-looking weapon. Uh, Chappelle was speaking to an audience at the Hollywood Bowl in Los Angeles, California, Tuesday, when a man jumped on stage and uh, and tackled mm, the legendary California, comedian in L.A. Huh? Mm, yeah, shocking. Um, where's the, where's he tonight in San Francisco? Wear a flap jacket, <laughs> right? <laughs> Initial report said the suspect had a gun and a knife, but ABC later reported that the man just had a replica with a giant knife in it. And um, I'll post this story so you can see this this beauty. Um, the suspect apparently was unhappy with his last special. Mm. where Dave Chappelle had what I thought was an absolutely brilliant performance uh, talking about his transgender friend <clears throat> who had killed himself and uh, he had been chastised for just because he said something along the lines of a man is a man and a woman is a woman. So the lunatics from the left have been hunting them down, trying to cancel him, but he, he has proven to be uncancelable. You know, he, remember, did, he's the guy who's giving the 50 video? million from Viacom. Yeah. Viacom tried to tell him who to make fun of, what to do. He said, here's your 50 million back. Said he was going on vacation. Next thing you know, they tons of press releases that he was a crackhead and he was a drug addict, which all of that was false. As we know, the media and the old expression in Hollywood, you'll never work in this town again. Fully evident way they treated him, but he rose to the top anyhow. And did you guys see the video? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's brutal. <clears throat> He gets blessed. By the way, Chappelle's very similar to Rogan in some ways. Look what they tried to do to Rogan, and look what happened. Look yeah. at the numbers. Yeah. So. But he's great though because like said, everybody's at that a, level where they're uncancelable. Yeah. Yeah. Uncancelable. He's because uh, he's a genius. 
You know, and he's, he attacks every side of the aisle. I don't agree with everything he says, but he's open to all dialogues, and he treats everybody who's ever worked, from all the staffers, young comedians underneath him. Everybody says the same thing. He treats us great. Do you know that Dave Chappelle showed up at a town board meeting uh, not too long ago to protest the, um, they were trying to turn, they were trying to put low-income housing into some development there that was, uh, you know, kind of like the AFFH we talked about for Is so long. Like around Cleveland, out suburbs of Cleveland? Somewhere. Yeah. He showed up at the, at the board meet, at the meeting to, to voice his opinion on it. Hmm. So I mean, this is somebody. Didn't he say, who's, wait, didn't he say if you guys go through with this, I'm pulling yeah. all of my business, all of my homes, I'm selling everything, and I'm leaving this area. Yeah, good for him. Yep, he showed up at the the town zone zoning meeting, whatever it was. He showed up. I'm Dave Chappelle, and I'm and, and, and I'm, I'm shocked that I have to be here to talk about this, what we're doing to, to the community here, and you know better. He said. He actually spoke to some of them in person, like with their first names, like he knew them. I remember the clip correctly. He said, "You know, I thought you would know better, or to Helen, or to whoever it was." Maud. Yeah. <laughs> so um, the only good part of that story last night is that it looked like they whipped his ass. That guy, Jamie oh, yeah. Fox, jumped oh, on stage, yeah. and you know, yeah. I don't. You see, Chris Rock ran out and yelled, yeah. "Who was who was that?" <laughs> Will Smith. Will Smith. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they tuned him up pretty. Yeah, good. they tuned him up pretty good. So good for them. As always, we salute our military, active and active police, firefighters, first responders, EMTs, everybody on the front lines. Thanks, everybody on the show. Thanks, G. Thanks, friend. Most of all, thank you, the live from Studio 6B audience. We'll see you tomorrow night, final week of the final show of the week. You'll get President Trump on Friday night, 8 p.m. Pennsylvania. We'll see you tomorrow night, live from Studio 6B.